Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up, Autobots and Decepticlowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm your other host, Nero. And for reasons we're not going to go into, this is the third time I'm doing this uh, <laughs> intro. But uh, hey, you ever watch a show where nothing happens, but also everything happens so much? Like I said before, that our here that our listeners will never hear. G One is a show written by a bunch of people on a whole cocktail of, of drugs meant to market towards. Sugar-addicted children with the attention span of a gnat. So every episode feels like it's three hours long because there are there is no downtime at all. There is no wasted moment that cannot be filled with garbage. Yeah. It feels like they were trying to do 60 FPS with 24 FPS. Everything is um, interpolated. Yeah. It, and, and, and more to the point, just like everything is constantly happening. So even though nothing much. happens. Like I said, if you aren't if you aren't watching along with us, I would recommend watching along with us for this one just so you can understand what it's like. You know, there's there's no real way for us to convey what it's like watching G1 without you actually watching G1. Have yourself a funny little treat and just watch just let it, just let it happen to you for like an hour yeah. every week. Let it yeah, G1, my anti-drug. Who needs <laughs> who needs weed when I have G1? Um, oh, can you imagine if this was in the 90s and they had Peter Cullen doing that as Optimus? I feel like he must have at some point. If Dan Green did it as Yugi. I, by then, I think it would probably have been Gary Chalk, because I think that was like... Oh, yeah. Beast probably. era slash Unicron trilogy era. Yeah, Peter Cullen was doing it as one of the other cartoon characters he did back then anyway, he was doing it as eeyore anyway cliff jumper's anti-drug is severe paranoia i made this joke before and i'm really pr- proud of it he's don cliffote <laughs> he's there is a we open up there's it's been a month since the decepticons got wet and are gone forever uh totally forever and there Sorry, is the Decepticons got wet. They got wet. They got all They're wet. They're good robots, sir. They're wet. Uh, and there's a vaguely Starscream-shaped rock that Cliff Trumper mistakes for a Decepticon, and he shoots it. And as near... as Optimus and Ironhide are walking beneath it, yeah, they're just having a little stroll, and Cliff Trumper's like, "Get down! It's a fucking Decepticon!" and like shoots it to pieces, and Ironhide has to like tackle prime out of the way i feel uh, i was saying before but it seems as though uh autobot training might just be one long game of get down mr president yeah it it basically seems like that doesn't it so you know cliff jumpers like ah gee i'm real sorry prime i just uh i've been real on edge since you know if you really think about it we uh we all managed to survive a full crash landing from orbit you're right into a volcano and all of that and uh the decepticons only fell from 
a few thousand feet into the water, so really, why would they be dead now if they weren't before? But, you know, I'm, pro- I'm sure I'm just paranoid. And Optimus goes, huh. And as we see, indeed, they're fine. Not only are they fine, they have, uh, the Decepticons have torn apart their old ship and have rebuilt it into a sick-ass underwater base uh for for where they will be for the rest of the of the first two seasons of the show and also which is great for all of the flyers on the Decepticons. god hopefully they've got some kind of like you know launch like a missile silo that goes up to the surface yeah like uh uh what's it called what what's the name of the scope scope that uh the the scope in um in submarines oh periscope yeah they got like a periscope a, that goes up <laughs> a periscope launch way we also cut over to cybertron where over the last four million years shockwave has lost a hand and, and gained a few cup sizes but he's still kicking around uh but he is dying barely uh yeah, when he, he so he manages to contact Decepticon HQ, and Megatron is genuinely so shocked to see him. He's like, "Oh!" And I know I use this meme a lot, but it really is like, "Ah, oh, Shockwave, we thought you were dead." And Shockwave's like, "Yeah, we, it's uh, great to hear from you, Megatron. After fucking four million years, I've been calling you repeatedly. Uh, we're all dying. Energon's running low, but..." We have just finished this uh, transport system between Cybertron and Earth that we've been working on, which, as we will see, turns into the Space Bridge. Yes. First incarnation Not a very good bridge. one to start with. No, it seems pretty shitty, as we'll see. But uh, they, they know what they have to do, and guess what? The Decepticons are back at it again, sucking the Earth dry with uh, to, to get their fucking Energon cubes filled. And they're back at it again, and they are also causing a massive blackout. Because they're hitting a power plant. This is how Jazz, who is busy deafening uh, Spike permanently um, on a mild Sunday drive, notices that the Decepticons are in fact not dead forever. Because all of the traffic lights are down and all the lights are out and all this stuff. And uh, so Optimus kind of since teletrain went out to investigate and literally just megatron standing there comes up on the view screen and often goes oh shit he's not dead he di- getting a little wet didn't kill him fuck damn fuck man what am i gonna do now that was my whole plan so he he kind of rustles up with uh, uh some guys to to head over there and fight him including cliff jumper <laughs> who takes so many l's in these two episodes it's kind of unreal um he sees megatron and immediately like attack and punches him in the balls um but it's like it's kind of like my cat hitting me in the tit it's like all right i noticed that but like you were a little baby (laughs) like megatron just backhands him into a wall (laughs) yeah it's really funny because it makes like this resounding clang and megatron just looks down at him yep and so Optimus... I want to say before we move, yeah, before we move on to Optimus, Cliffjumper does learn his lesson, sort of, from that, and decides not to pursue Megatron instead, and goes after Starscream, who instead immediately just hits him with the Null Ray, knocking him out immediately. Yeah, the the problem the problem Cliffjumper's running into is that unlike Braun, he isn't much stronger than his size would suggest. Um, yeah, and there aren't he... really any 
Decepticons who are regularly involved in combat for him to fight that are his size, like maybe Rumble. Rumble. And Ravage. Yeah. You could fight, maybe. Yeah, he and Gears definitely have the most disproportionate rage for their physical capabilities. Uh, So Optimus and Megatron have a little fight, and unfortunately... Optimus accidentally supercharges Megatron by shoving him into like a, a power line and gets uh, owned pretty badly. I yeah, I do love how everyone is just taking constant L's in this show. It's it's Ariana Grande. It's equality. Uh, they, so Ironhide once again, Mister President's the uh. Optimus when he's about to be hit by a fusion cannon blast and the Decepticons get away while the Autobots call for Ratchet. Yeah, so Ratchet like so Ratchet, after the battle Ratchet takes Ironhide and takes him to the side and Sparkplug watches him do open heart surgery on Ironhide who's awake for the whole thing and bitching about it the entire time to the extent that Ratchet's like if you don't stop I will turn off your voice and then Ironhide makes a snide remark about it and Ratchet turns to the camera and goes I think Ironhide's gonna be just fine yeah so after that Prime tells Bumblebee uh, to do his job and scout out what the Decepticons are doing and Spike goes can I go and Bumblebee says sure and Optimus says jack shit not a thing Listen, Optimus doesn't, this, G1 Optimus has no reason to have any concept of human capability or uh, age span, uh, lifespan or anything like that. There's no reason for him to think that Spike's not a fully capable adult able of entering combat situations. And so we get Bumblebee and Spike there. They, they find the like dry riverbed, sort of almost more of a canyon that the Decepticons have set up the space bridge in, which they have built it in record time. It's already done, and this is like a this is like a very advanced piece of machinery that they have just sort of plopped down in the matter of hours. Uh, so they've got some great like labor effectiveness, if nothing else. That 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 you have to hand to them. Um, and we see Megatron it's testing. Those, it's it's those great benefits. That's how how you recruited the uh, the. Uh the decepticons the first place we have dental it's a union job we uh we see megatron and shockwave testing the space bridge which functionally means megatron sending a little unmanned test vehicle into the space bridge and then calling shockwave and saying did that work and shockwave says no there's um a great exchange between starscream and megatron here uh in g1 We'll see next week's in next week's episode that um, Starscream has a canon uh, history as a scientist, uh, which comes up in other continuities. But oddly enough, it seems to be reinforced the most in G1. I guess in the games in War for Cybertron, it's talked about a bunch. Um, but uh, anyway, he's like watching Megatron and Shockwave go back and forth. And he's like, would you like me to try to think of a solution? And Megatron just looks at him and goes, no, I'd rather die. Uh, so their solution is, well, we probably need, like, an actual guided test. We need someone to pilot the thing. And so then Megatron looks up, uh, and notices... No, it's Starscream who looks up. Oh, it's Starscream who... <laughs> it's yeah, Starscream. Starscream. Yeah, Starscream looks up and goes, intruders! <laughs> yeah, because what's happening is that Bumblebee, expert scout of the Autobots, has decided... <laughs> 
the best way to extricate himself from this situation is stand up directly on the edge of this riverbed and then transform and then both he and Spike fall down the riverbed into the fucking construction site. Great. It's, it's free astronaut estate. Yeah, and so Megatron's like, oh, fucking cool. I thought I was going to have to shove Starscream in there, but those guys will actually fit even better. Get them. And... Yeah, it probably would have been Reflector. <laughs> so, yeah, they get chased down by Ravage and Starscream uh, and get captured. They're going to like it, their ass. They are. Megatron's like, uh, hey, if it works, then great. Uh, we, we, we've successfully tested it. If not, uh, you two will be lost in the void of space forever. So, like, win-win. Yeah, Megatron's... <laughs> it's, it's great because Megatron's, like, explaining the signs behind it to them. He's like, okay, you're gonna be transported on a beam of solid light, so don't get off track or you'll be gone forever. Yeah, and Spike's like, oh, man, we were going to die. What could we do? And Bumblebee thinks. Wait, no, he's like, he's like, I, I wish there was something we could do to change this. And Bumblebee's like, change? Wait a minute. He remembers that they can turn into a car and smashes through the window of the test vehicle. Um, and while he escapes... At first, Spike doesn't, and then also Bumblebee gets recaptured when he tries to flee into a bunch of caves. Uh, and then yeah, he's like he has a, so like Spike gets captured, and he's like Bumblebee, go on without me, get help. And Bumblebee's like, got it, we'll do, Chief. Um, and then he like escapes into the series of caves, and it's like great, I can escape through this. And he like finds a hole to get out, and like the elite trine are just like waiting for him, and. Uh, they fucking hack his memory uh with a memticle with a memticle from from megatron i need to be very clear megatron produces a tentacle from his torso there's a lot of weird shit that happens (laughs) in this episode we'll get to it later that gently touches bumblebee's forehead yeah so he's like yeah we'll return him to the autobots after i rearrange his memory you can do this hey you can do that he forgets sometimes, you know, it's in the heat of the moment. It uh, kind of forgets about it. So they, they, they sit in the back with Do you think the... you are, Treppin? <laughs> God. So Sparkplug is obviously pretty anxious that they just, like, let his son accompany Bumblebee on this scouting mission and that they aren't back yet. And all of his fears are proven very correct because Bumblebee rolls up and goes, Oh my God, you guys, they fucking captured Spike. They're going to send him to the space bread. He's going to fucking die. I do love Sparkplug's line here where he's like, no one's sending my son anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And Optimus like sweating over in the corner like, yeah, that's right. Um, And so they ask Bumblebee, so where is the space bridge? And then Bumblebee Bumblebee stares directly directly (laughs) ahead and goes, it is in a cave several miles away from here. I can show you where it is. Trust me. Bumblebee says, I'm Timmy Turner, and I cheated on my math test. <laughs> and uh, Laserbeak records that whole thing and uh, brings the recording back to Soundwave. And Megatron's like, oh, fucking sick. We're going to get him. Yeah, it is like a, a very specific number. It's like 95.4 miles away. Yes. <laughs> like north of, of whatever. And they're like, okay, let's go. So they get there and... Uh, 
everyone's like, Bumble, you're kind of acting weird. And also, I don't see any sign of the Decepticons. So they go in the cave, and uh, Megatron collapses the cave behind them. And it's like, oh, it's a trap. It's time to fight. All right. This is the most insane action sequence I've ever seen. So <laughs> the, there are the so many thing things that, I can that they do. Can... There's only one thing that I can remember from it. Can I say say yes. what it is? Because yes. I know you're gonna hit everything else. Uh-huh. Um Laserbeak has engaged uh, because whoa, Laserbeak be upon you. And Ratchet yep. <laughs> responds to this with go go gadget clam net. Yeah, it's a net with lips. It's the fucked up clamshell that they just catch his like, laser beak with it. He yeah. never uses this again. I want, He's I want like, this will permanently ground you. It I doesn't, but what the very, fuck? I want to be very clear. Nothing that anyone does, none of the abilities any of these fuckers show off in this battle ever come up again. So... Or- in, in the show, or more importantly, as toys. No, this, these are not features of their toys. Um, so, here's some things that happen in this <laughs> action sequence. Number yeah. one, Jazz uses a stalactite to hit Starstrom's yes! Null Ray like a baseball. And he even says, batter out! Or like, <laughs> which is not the thing, because he's the batter. Number two... Aforementioned whip no, that net. No, sorry. What he says is, he's out of here. Yes. Number two, aforementioned lip net. Number three, Megatron, <laughs> Megatron shoots a saw blade out of his hand. Yeah. What? So, so context for this one is that um, I can't remember who did it, but some rubble fell and it trapped Optimus. By the foot, basically. He's like, oh no, my foot's stuck. And rather than just blast him with the fusion cannon, which is what he should have done, Megatron's like, I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> and it sure is a surprise. So and he deploys. Launches the saw from his chest. No, it's from his hand. His, oh, right, hand, from his hand falls away and he shoots a boss off. But then, out of that same hand, he deploys a secret gun. Like Shockwave. I, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like you have the fusion cannon. You have the fusion cannon. It like it is canonically your main barrel because when you turn into a P thirty eight Walther, that is that is what is being shot. Like what the fuck, dude? And then, of course, because this is G one, we have characters appearing and disappearing out of scenes. So. Brawn and Trailbreaker, who otherwise are not in this episode. Perceptor's there? Perceptor is not there. I said Brawn and Trailbreaker. No, 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 but Perceptor is also there. I don't think so. I didn't see Perceptor. I think you might have seen someone colored. I think maybe someone fucked up Megatron's coloring. No, I think it was Sideswipe then. Yeah, it was probably Sideswipe because it's like... It was probably Sideswipe because because he has the same thing. But I was like, what the fuck is Perceptor doing? Here. But Braun and Trailbreaker show up for like one scene and then they're <laughs> gone for the rest of the episode because, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then Starscream scoffs at the idea of retreating. Yeah, this is the fun. So Megatron's like, whatever, we got what we needed, let's go. And <laughs> Starscream's like, Starscream retreat? Never! Said sure, Starscream man. never again. Yeah. Uh, and also during all of this, Shockwave calls Megatron like, hey, boss, uh, the space bridge is about to open again in like five minutes. So you should probably be ready for the test. 
because I guess it's like on a it's like on a cooldown and you can't really stop it from opening. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't it's it's a pretty shitty hey shockwave. You did a bad job you with this. You did a really bad job, buddy. Um so um, they 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 trap the Autobots with the cave in, which considering how easily they escaped when the Autobots trapped them in a cave in, they should probably know that yeah. that's not going to do much. Megatron literally is like, we've buried them, so now they're dead forever. For the fourth time in as many episodes. No one has any fucking object permanence in this show. Uh, but of course, all of the Autobots just shoot their laser guns at the rocks and they explode. Yeah, Optimus is like, concentrate fire. Uh, they also unscramble Bumblebee's memory and get the actual location of the space bridge. So they're heading out there as Spike is about to be shot into space. And they uh, they assaulted the Decepticon position. Now, here's some other crazy things that happen. Optimus equips, like, a thin barrel on his blaster for precision shooting. And he shoots mm-hmm. out the cockpit of the test vehicle and Spike's restraints. That's very yeah. precise. Yeah. Which is not what anyone in this show is particularly known for. Ironhide has a rocket launcher now that he never had before, but he has it now. Um, and they uh, they basically like get Spike out of there. They blow up the test vehicle. And in the ensuing struggle, Megatron ends up getting sucked into the space bridge. And of course, once this happens... Starscream says, I, Starscream, and now leader of the Decepticons, Megatron has fallen, yada yada, you know the drill. Yeah, to be fair, and the the next episode opens with this speech again, he actually is correct this time. That's true, he he is, like, he is, he has pretty good reason to believe that Megatron is actually dead. Yeah, within, he is within reason, and I love, I love the shot of all of the Autobots cheering, because it is them cheering and celebrating over them standing completely still in what looks like their model sheet, like, poses. We it's love amazing. animation here, folks. Yeah, but Autumn's like, hmm, I'm not so sure. We, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be fooled into thinking Megatron is dead ever again. <laughs> not after that last time when I thought he got wet and that killed him. And sure enough, Megatron is actually. I ask fine. if my I ask my if my arch rival is creepy or what. God, so Megatron's fine. He's on Cybertron. He's gonna have his revenge. Next episode, roll for it. Starscream is enjoying being leader of the Decepticons. Also, I want to say something about this opening scene of him and, and Thundercracker flying around. Their jet modes are drawn really droopy. Yeah, so it, it feels like they haven't fully transformed. Yeah. Like, it feels like, like, when you have, like, one of the model, the toys that just doesn't click into place correctly. So, like, their noses are bent down. Like, your noses are be- bent at, like, a 15 degree angle down. Yeah, like, they look sad. Um, And so they're raiding a power... Guess what? They're raiding a power plant. Stop me if you heard this one before. Uh, I mean, again, it's not... Here's here's my thing about this episode, is that Starscream gets a lot of flack for his plans failing, as though he has done any worse than Megatron. Yeah, frankly, it's not really that much of a a worse uh, track record here. It's like the exact same... It is like the exact same plans with the exact same failures. (laughs) 
And yet again, Cliff Jumper gets his ass handed to him because... Oh, four, three! As he runs in, <laughs> Thundercracker rips a pole out of the ground and hits him with it like a baseball bat and sends him flying. I, Fucking astounding. I always, sort of for, I always forget how actually huge the Seekers are yeah, in they're G1. They're very large. They're pretty big guys. Um... And the, the Autobots eventually, like, beat the Decepticons back and force them the to retreat. The funniest part of this is Soundwave retreating. Yes. Um, rather than fly, which Soundwave can do, he doesn't have wings, but like all the Decepticons, he can fly. He runs out of the building, and there's, like, this really fun, actually, oh, an- yeah. sequence of him, like, running around the corner through a fence and tripping over his own feet. Soundwave L moments, and they like they sh- they like shoot him into the air, and he like spins around wildly before uh, flying away. Yeah, yeah, very very undignified, which is strange for Soundwave. Um, yeah, but it is it is like by far the most interesting and fun animation in either of these episodes, yeah. in my opinion. So Prime sends Blue Streak and Prowl after the Seekers, which is very funny because he chooses the two well, guys first... who look the same. Right. Well, yeah. First, as they retreat. Thundercracker is again ragging on Starscream. It's like some leader you turned out to be, and Starscream and Starscream doesn't say anything. But it's like literally same same success rate as Megatron. Yeah, and then Megatron calls Starscream's like, "Hey, idiot! I'm still alive." Uh, Newsflash, asshole! Space Bridge works is fine. I'm gonna head back to Earth. We're gonna attack this laboratory like we planned. And Starscream's like, "Uh, fine." Whatever. And, and Meg- Megatron, for, well, first of all, first, before he actually contacts them, he's like, Sound, uh, Shockwave, you gotta get me back to Earth immediately. Uh, who knows what the hell Starscream's doing <laughs> um, while I'm not there. And then he calls them. And he's like, Starscream, Thundercracker. And, and so, like, Shockwave's like, oh, you can you can see what they're doing. Here, let me pull them up on this camera I have somewhere of them and he pulls up a video and he's like okay starscream shockwave like here's the plan and starscream's like oh you're alive (laughs) and megatron's like don't sound so excited starscream yeah so they're play yeah so as i said prime sends blue streak and prowl after the seekers who are the same guy colored differently um and to be fair so to seekers yeah well there you go that's why he's like all right so it's like if those guys are the same guy color differently i gotta send my own guys who are the same but color differently after them and then i'll have a better chance of winning so that's just the 40 chess prime has to play yeah, in, that... in this genius's game it's called counter-strike <laughs> um and the plan is they're gonna attack a lab that is has like an antimatter formula because as we all know the 80s fucking love antimatter and this is where we're introduced to another one of the major human characters of g1 there are a few of them uh this is chip chase he's uh he's the science boy he's the he's like the science guy of this show uh he's also the um diversity hire yes he's he's the token uh disability hire for g1 um he's he's like which you know what to be fair like it was him and like captain planet (laughs) like we're the only ones who actually did anything with disabilities that's true um so anyway yeah chips in a wheelchair 
Um, he is a assistant at Dr. Alcazar's lab. You'll never hear of Dr. Alcazar again, for no, sure. I presume he's dead. Um, he doesn't happen on stream, but like, just I just like imagine that I don't know. Reflector ate him. I mean, he worked with Starscream in a later episode. No, that's Doctor Archiville. Different. Oh, you're right. You're sorry. A named scientist. Different. Different arc. To be fair, Doctor Alcazar is sort of like a sinister okay. name. Um, yeah, exactly. That's. Oh God, I forgot. Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's Archiville. My bad. So after having one g1 characters is the same (laughs) basically after having some banter with this bayonetta proportioned security guard that i posted this dude is like 70 percent leg it's insane um they get inside and dr alcazar is like tells spike and bumblebee and ship all about like oh yeah it's gonna be a miracle of energy and ship here knows all about it uh but unknown to them reflector is like watching them to get the gate code because for some reason the decepticons need the fucking gate code to get into this lab just shoot the door down well i think the point i I think the point was to try to like not alert sure anyone but again unclear unclear as to why megatron's taking maybe his trip to space (laughs) really uh changed his perspective made him more cautious regardless they f- they figure out that the decepticons are heading there anyway uh and they start moving like pr- uh chip is calling dr alcazar to try and get him to like trash the formula uh i really like bumblebee calling prowl and then being like what the fuck do you mean you can't come to help what are you doing and prowl's like we're trying to catch starscream still doing shit he's he's very fast he's very fast we're just cars he turns into a fighter jet and he is known of as being the best at that yeah like can't underestimate he sucks but he is known as being the best at being a jet so the decepticons obviously break into the lab and but dr akazar gets chips messages in time and like gets rid of the formula Either he either deletes it or sends it to Chip. I don't remember. He sends it, it to Chip. Right. He sends it. To he Chip. sends it to Chip, and but he he. So he does both simultaneously. He deletes it through from his servers while sending it to Chip. And when the Decepticons get there, they're like, "You'll give us the you know, the formula." And he's like, "Too late. It's gone forever." And um, Megatron turns into like an electronic psychic, and he like touches the ground. And he's like, "No, you didn't." yeah uh you you didn't delete it you sent it elsewhere anyway let's fucking go cut to blue streak and prowl finally cornering uh thundercracker and starscream oh well i just want to say like he's like i'm not sure where it was sent but i'm gonna find out we don't need this human anymore let's bounce yeah so they leave prowl gets owned uh, fighting Starscream, his his battle computer is damaged. Oh yeah, that. Um, which I think is one of the components labeled on our logo. Because <laughs> because I told I told the friend of mine who designed it, it's like just look up all of the stupid fucking anatomy from G one and label it. Because <laughs> there's like a lot of weird stuff in uh, the G one and I. There's like motherboards, battle computers, laser cores. List goes on and on yeah but spark chambers spark chambers so 
he's he's down and blue string i don't i don't know where blue i think blue string is he just left he's not in the rest of the scene he's not in the rest of the episode <laughs> um and so he prowls like need help reaching out to literally any computer <laughs> And yeah, he he like slaps a hand onto some wires, <laughs> and I guess like I mean I will say like this was pre AOL, so yeah. so he he connects with Chip, who like pilots him through this fight, who just happens to be like right there. Yeah, well he like I, he is the clo- just happens to be the closest computer. Yeah, he was the only one well, online, I guess. I mean, it's it is eighty four, so. Fair enough. The internet is not exactly yeah. widely adopted. So, so he pilots Prowl through this fight and pretty handily has helps him own uh, Sir Scream's boys. But then the Decepticons, because of that, are very easily able to figure out where the formula was sent. Um, so Chip quickly deletes it, but then Megatron's like, "That's fine. We'll just take you," and and kidnaps him because. Chip is too smart for his own good. He memorized that whole dang thing. Yeah. And speaking of machine psychics, we cut back to the lab. Yeah. This is weird. It is like wild to me that this is before like the Stunticons were introduced. Sorry, the Combaticons were introduced. Like this is before Vortex was there. And... Soundwave is scanning Chip's brain. Which, again, is a thing he can do, I guess. I guess. Uh, now, it is, now, it is actually established in G1 that, to an extent at least, Soundwave is a telepath. Um, I thought that was limited to other robotic life forms. Guess not. Guess um, not. And... The the Autobots have this whole big brained plan that they're that they're trying to pull off to like rescue Chip. It involves fooling Rumble, which isn't hard. Uh, he's very he's a very stupid boy. Um, and they kind of sneak in there. We get the, like the the Autobot brothers doing some stuff here. Yeah, the Lambo twins. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, because they have the antimatter formula, Megatron now has access to supercharged energon cubes that explode. Well, to be fair, all the energon cubes explode. Yeah. So they do manage to rescue Chip, but they 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 get fucking mollywops. Oh, sorry. There's one. There's one thing that I that we didn't mention. Um. Is it the endless hound clones? No, well, there's that. Well, okay, so a couple things. First of all, Officer Down for Prowl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, second, second of all, when Chip gets got, he tears, like tears the floppy disk. Yes. He. Oh, that's right. Like he a does. Bal- like a like a like a balloon. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it, it it like stretches a little bit, like rubber. It's like a balloon. It's like he's ripping a balloon. It's so bizarre. <laughs> um and then finally yeah so now we get to we like optimus is like creating a plan and it's it's mirage and hound that he's talking to he's like god fucking damn it where's mirage and mirage like appears out of nowhere he's like here i am and he's like it's like great and optimus is like great and then hound shows up he's like and i'm here too and so are these other two of me and Optimus just looks is so tired. He's like, <laughs> "Fine, great." 
cool. literally his line the line that he says is just fine the autobots are so like tricksy in g1 they have so many illusions and shit it's weird so they, they with, with the help of those illusions they rescue chip but they get owned um and now they have jazz specifically looks like hell yes all of them get super fucked up all of them have battle damage yeah but jazz looks like he's about to come apart (laughs) yeah not only is his windshield cracked his wheels are fucked up his like gassy is dented yeah his like entire the entire like front left of his chassis is just like dented upwards it's bad And so they they head back to base for repairs, and Chip's kind of kind of like, oh man, I can't believe I got everyone hurt like that, all because of my big stupid brain. And then Wheeljack looms Wheeljack. The and goes, "Don't worry, kid, I got another use for that brain of yours." Well, and if 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 you hear Wheeljack say that, you need that's to a threat. Run, you yeah, need that's to a threat. Run. I want to talk about the specific phrasing because it's a threat from Wheeljack, um, <laughs> which is. Uh, there's no way you could have erased your brain, and I have a much better use for it. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Let me get He's the bone put... saw. <laughs> I I heard I heard about how how well you work with Prowl. I'm gonna invent headmasters several decades early. Here we go. I'm gonna learn from you and do the exact opposite with my five big sons later. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thankfully. Wheeljack's use for Chip's brain does not involve cutting it open and putting it in a robot body or anything. No. Instead, he's gonna give him there's he's gonna give him a little tool to help them later as the Decepticons descend on the Ark. And this is where we finally get the revered ancient Cybertronian martial art. Of Jet of Judo. Jet Judo. <laughs> I will say, like, I can't even remember their lines, but like the Lambo twins are so funny in this scene. They are. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. They're like, they they decide to engage in jet judo with, I would say, minimal success. Well, but um, here's the problem: they're twins, and there's there three are of them. Three seekers. So ultimately, yeah, so, no matter what. <laughs> so they do pretty good getting like Skywarp and Thundercracker sort of under control, but Sky- uh, Starscream goes, there's one thing you've forgotten about, and they're like, why? And they're like, he's like, me! And literally, he's like, I, I think it's Sideswipe who's like hanging off of Thundercracker, and he just like zooms right under <laughs> Thundercracker and uh, tackle air tackles Sideswipe off, and uh, Sunny also ends up outside and they're like going down in their parachutes which the elite trine is being very kind and letting them do um and uh <laughs> sunstreaker turns to sideswipe and goes i think our jet judo might need some work <laughs> and sideswipe just looks at him and goes what do you mean they they're share, so funny they share a single brain cell so with that anti-air attack not doing very well uh it's time for the fight and megatron declares that he is now the most powerful weapon in the universe as he eats some antimatter cubes and turns into gun form and the starscream goes and i pull the trigger on the most powerful weapon in the universe like all right man we know you want to be included well what he actually i can't remember it's like no that what very close, but I wrote down the exact line here. Um, the line from Megatron is, I've, I'm going to transform into the most powerful 
weapon in the universe and Starscream's reply is, and I'm going to transform the Autobots into atomic particles. <laughs> Great. Excellent. As he grabs Megatron and starts shooting. Yep. And he's blasting pretty good. They All of the Autobots are getting knocked on their asses. Who, listen, who needs marriage counseling when you have antimatter? Can you imagine if this scene went the same way as the antimatter scene in More Than Meets the Eye? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just ending it early. Woo! Uh, so, luckily, the Autobots have a plan and it involves sending the humans into battle. <laughs> well, first, it involves ramping Optimus into Starscream's hand. Yeah, so this is, so, uh, he, uh, Starscream obviously lets go. What he says here, though, is, get the antimatter gun. You mean Megatron? <laughs> That's Megatron, it's not an antimatter gun. Uh, Skywarp picks it up, yet again, pro- you know, feeding into your theory that, that Skywarp is the true uh, lover of Megatron. Um, but then Spike and Chip run up and put, like, a control device on him. Not before literally pointing Megatron's barrel inches away from Spike's face, though. Yeah. It's a it's a, a near miss for old Spike Witwicky. Luckily, Teletrain 1 takes control of Skyhorp and makes him start shooting shit, at which point Megatron transforms back into robot mode and goes, What the fuck are you doing, asshole? Oh shit, this animator is about to blow up. So he has he's to like, bail. He's like, I need to get it out of me before I explode too. Yeah. So he, he spits it out, he bails, and the Decepticons fly away. And Megatron specifically squares, swears vengeance on Spike. He's like, I'm gonna get that little shit. I'm gonna get him. And that's a roll for it. I don't know what they were rolling for. There, there isn't a lot of rolling in this episode, ultimately. So here's what, in general, as a G1 viewer, you need to just let it go. (laughs) Like, like don't question anything that happens or you'll question everything that happens. And nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for that. So we've got some But we do have time for questions. We have so many questions. We have one on Twitter. So let me just open that up. It is from at Mamiamcha. Which bot would have the best Yakuza heat moves? Uh, which bot would be the most likely to 1v2 some tigers? That one's Cliff Jumper and he would lose. I mean, do we count Drift here? All right. I mean, the, the, the answer for any continuity is Drift. Yes. The answer for G1 that we've seen so far, I will keep it to that because I think some of the characters later on would have great heat moves. Oh my god, can you imagine the heat moves Grimlock would have? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, Come yeah. on. But, okay. Keeping it to the ones that we've seen so far. Um, probably Ironhide. Yeah, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of gadgets in that body of his that he hasn't really shown off yet, but he's got a lot of and stuff. And he's kind going of on. he's kind of Saijima with it, you know? Yeah. Like the big sort of bruiser type. I think it'd be Ironhide. Very true. On to Discord. Uh, so oh, there's one more, actually yeah, from, one, la- yeah, there's one last week specifically for me from Robin is Prime. Audrey, this is for you. Hey, why isn't there any spicy Transformers Gundam romance fic- fanfics and why are they using the mobile trace system from G Gundam? Um, so this is because Gundams would basically be like sex dolls. Oh! Right? They're soulless. There's That's no personal. true. Uh, you know- unpiloted Gundam is nothing. That's nothing. That's not. You can't. You can't consent. That's why there's no. Now, 
if there's a pilot who wanted to do sexy times with uh, a Transformer and a Gundam, that could be something. So in, I think it's victory. I think it's in Transformers victory. Yeah. There are things called transtectors, which are functionally uh, like mech suits that a human has to take control of. So... Yeah, these are sex toys. You Yes, it could happen. These you, are sex toys. Just, they need to be operated by someone else. That is the reason why there aren't any sexy... It, it's like it's like answer, asking why aren't there any, like, Sasuke dildo romance fix. You know what I mean? Sasuke x kunai. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. The, I forgot the about plug, the, yeah. the kunai <laughs> butt plugs. Yeah. <laughs> Those are really good. It's a really smart solution. Um, but, uh... Why aren't they using the mobile trace system from G Gundam? That's because they're cowards. Yes. So. Because that uh, shit's sexy as hell. <laughs> so, on to this, this week's question. Starting with a real banger, Daphnis asks, how would you pitch a G1 to an audience in 2022? The exact way I have been, baby. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, a, it's like you just, you just sit there and you have a good time because the show is a ramshackle collection of terrible animation, bizarre writing, and amazing voice acting. Just... I I pitch it by being honest about it, which is that it is the perfect show. No notes. Yeah, just like, you just sit there, especially if you got some buds and some beers, just sit back and, and Latin guffaw. Or some weed. Or some, oh man. Especially some later episodes, smoking up with G1. Oh Ooh. my god. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have a funny little uh, a funny <laughs> little chocolate and watch Autobop. God or BOT. Oh Jesus, yeah. Um, or Child's Play. <laughs> uh, from Black Arachne, Love Bot. I do not remember them building a space bridge this fast. Have y'all had any Bernstein moments on the podcast? I don't, I don't... think I've remembered anything wrong so far. Yeah, I think everything. I mean, I guess me, Alcazar Archiville. <laughs> right, but that's just very similar scientist names, and they right. even look sort of similar a little bit in that they both have yeah. white hair, like all cartoon scientists. I guess. I guess the one thing that I've had, I, I didn't, I didn't remember Reflector being this prominent this early. Well, that's because he stops being prominent <laughs> at all. He vanishes forever. Right. Because. Nobody wanted to buy the camera, I guess. Well, no one wanted to buy the camera in three fucking parts. Uh, oh, I, that's one thing. I don't think we've actually talked about that with Reflector. So I need to be clear with Reflector. Reflector is the camera. We talked about this. He's three distinct robots that transform into... <laughs> yeah. He's um, the first combiner in the, in the in the toy line. But he's not because they're all the same one. They speak at the same time. Yeah. God, it's so um, funny. It's it's viewfinder. Oh God, I used to know all the parts. Reflector. It's like the shutter. It's viewfinder. It's um. Let me look. I got it. I got it. I got it. This is gonna spectro spyglass and viewfinder. Right. But they are all the same robot. They all speak in unison. Um. Yep. So they're not technically a combiner. They're also all Chris Lada. Well. Again, there's there's like four voice actors for this show. Holy <laughs> fuck. I forgot about this shot from uh 
for more than meets the eye part two check out all these dudes check out what they had to do to pat out the decepticon lineup oh yeah <laughs> six reflectors and a billion miscolored rumbles only four miscolored rumbles but yeah <laughs> oh, Fuck, thank you tf the, wiki where's the orange rumble i <laughs> want that one uh let's see black rat you love what also asks isn't Soundwave just the coolest yes except for when he's running away except for when he's doing fucking three stooges shit yeah yeah that was a pretty pretty not cool moment for Soundwave. And, and finally favorite hacker from fiction how about specifically human hackers what about people who hack humans or hack po- photosynthesis i'm in Ooh, you know funnily enough i haven't i haven't watched a ton of stuff with like prompt super prominent hacker characters right yeah all i can think about is that really bad ncis scene fuck <laughs> the one that does come to mind uh the one that came to mind immediately which is very funny is from watchdogs 2 wrench the guy with the cool like the the cool fucking emote mask mm. that game is way more charming than it has any right to be it's pretty good yeah, I'm trying to like if I'm I if I watch I mean, if I watch more cyberpunk stuff I or guess, something like that, I'd probably have better examples for this. The one the one that immediately comes to mind for me who's also human is Ed from right. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, yeah. Um that's a That's a classic. Yeah, that's a classic. Um Doesn't Trapta count from Shira? Yeah, she hacks. Yeah, stuff. I I would say she does. She definitely hacks stuff towards the end there. That's my answer. Then. Fuck wrench, and my answer is Trapta. Yeah, not t- not technically a human. I guess not. Um, but yeah, if I if I watch more cyberpunk stuff or something like that, I probably have better examples. But I, I don't really. Um, Slipstream Sam asks less of a question than a creative writing prop. Make up some other Cybertronian martial art names. So we actually know of a few, right? It's like. Metallico and Diffusion, which is like Krav Maga, I think. I think those are the two we know about. So, I propose... It has to have some... Like, especially if it's G1, it has to have some pun in it. Yeah. Hmm. Fuck, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Shit. Yeah, this is this is a, a difficult one. Um... Gear... We gotta put our... We gotta rub our brain cells together on this one. Girati. Sure. Ain't ain't that what that sniper uses in TF2? Girati. Girati. Okay. There you go, everyone. Girati. I feel like there should be a jujitsu one, but I can't. I can't land it. Ro- 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 robo ju- well it's Bra- brazilian jiu-jitsu what's like a place from cybertron where a jiu-jitsu could be from kaonian kaonian jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu that's what uh, that's what megatron's using in that in that uh earth spark clip where he turns God, into a fucked <laughs> very cool aurora number one ravage enjoyer asks what is your transformers themed stand power is this like um, a, tr- Legit- a stand that is a transformer or a, tr- a stand that it takes abilities from transformers i'm gonna say it's latter that like outlier ability and my answer sure. is i think the voice would be a fucking tight as hell tarn stand yeah, tarn thing ability yeah. yeah 
absolutely. Huh, I mean, let's see. Let, let me run in some outlier abilities. There's Trailbreaker's Shields. There's Mirage's Invisibility. There's Starstream's Immortal Soul. There's Skywarp's Warp Drive. There's Thundercracker's Sonic Boom. Doesn't Dirge have a thing where, like, his specific frequency of Sonic Booms makes people suicidal or something? I don't know if it's a Sonic Booms, but he does have the ability to affect people's mood, uh, moods. I um, like that one. I've always sun- thought that's a cool ability. That's Sunstorm's... Storms Radiation <laughs> Poisoning. <laughs> Sunstorm's Radiation Poisoning <laughs> slash God Complex. Doesn't Acid Storm literally, like pour down acid rain doesn't mm. he have an ability i think he does yeah um all of these could be cool stands um sound waves telepathy reflectors really good vision <laughs> <laughs> reflectors being three guys at once uh it's really hard to beat rung's, the... rung's memory loss it's really hard to beat Oh, you know what? Rung being forgettable, that is kind of an interesting stand. I like uh, that. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Rung I, being I said like, that as a joke, but yeah. Yeah, that, that is literally his thing. He is hard to remember. That would be a cool stand, actually. I'm going to go with that. Which, obviously, neither of the ones we picked are from the show, but, you know. Who who cares? All right, I'm actually just... Okay, I'm, I looked up... I looked up the outliers. Known outliers include Carnivac, whose sonic powers can debilitate other Cybertronians. Hubcat, who possesses a mastery of electronic electromagnetic signals. Mindwipe, who has telepathic powers. Ragnarok, who can bud identical copies of himself. Skywarp, who can... Rad- Skywarp, who can teleport! Well, there, there's a dude named Ragnarok? Holy shit. Yeah, what is he in? I'm curious now. I've never heard of this guy. Uh, Can we... Oh my god, ads, ads everywhere. Fucking hell. Um, I have no idea what con- It does not say what continuity he is in. Huh. Interesting. Um, Skywarp, who can teleport? Uh, Soundwave, who is hearing so strong he can pick up thoughts. Thundercracker, who can create super loud sonic booms. I swear to god, if I get one more ad here. Uh, Trailbreaker, who can generate force fields. Wind Charger, whose arms act as magnets. <laughs> Magnet arms. I, I think I'm going I'm, I'm going with being hard to remember. I think that's a cool stand ability. I do like that. As like a stand thing. Um, also from Aurora number one, Ravage Enjoyer. Why is Sound able to just fly like Superman? All of it is Epicon scan. It's like a thing. Yeah. It's never explained. It's literally never explained. But they it's one of those. It. It's one of those uh, because shut up things. If Sonicons uh, also played songs, what would each of them play? The important ones, anyway. Laserbeak plays the sound like the screams of of the of the dying. He uh, he records all of his victims and he plays them back. Ravages smooth jazz. He <laughs> Ravage does girl from Impanima. And Rumble is like. A Carly Rae Rumble, No, song. Rumble Rumble is another brick in the wall by Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I think those are all the important ones, because Frenzy doesn't actually ever show up that much. Um, Though, I mean, Frenzy's the one who's most relevant, given that he's the one with the voice. That's true. Shit. So. So, so and... Uh, what does Buzzsaw listen to? What does is, what is Ratbat listen to? <laughs> Ratbat has classical music, because he's a fancy boy. Or it's the American Psycho soundtrack. Jesus Christ. Buzzsaw is 
No one, no one knows anything about Buzzsaw, other than that he's like, what if Laser Beak was Laser Beak was colored differently? Uh, Buzzsaw, listen, Buzzsaw would be he is like ad reads for <laughs> men's shampoo. I don't know. Great. Uh, he he tells you to shave your balls. <laughs> yep. It's it's the cock and ball torture uh video reading cock and ball torture. It's that one. He just plays that. Mm-hmm. Um, Aurora also says, I can't believe Megatron is really dead for real this time. Who's your favorite very real and definitely not stupid fake out death? This happens so often in G1. This is like... Yeah, I mean, that happens every episode in G1. Yeah. Um, I mean, in G1, I'm not going to pick in G1. I, I, I just, I'm trying to think in like media in general. Yeah, because often this is the thing I don't like. Unless it's like for comedic effect, like but like a, a, the yeah. serious thing of a guy who was dead, who you thought was dead, is oh wait no, I know the answer. It's fucking goofy. From oh. Kingdom Hearts two. That's a pretty good one. Mine, uh, mine. I'm gonna go with Kiryu. Oh hell yeah! At the end of six. Um, Aurora also asks, who would actually make him prompt best impromptu leader for the Decepticons? I mean, historically, it has been Soundwave. Yes, or Shockwave. Either of the shockwave ways. Shockwave would not make Shockwave would not make a good leader, though. It depends on which one. I not maybe not this one. This one really does seem more like a follower. But yeah, then again, this guy. So does G One Stars uh, Soundwave. So like. Yeah, but I think Soundwave. I still. I would still say Sound Soundwave at least leads his own Cassetticons, You know. That's true, and I mean, not all these other guys are really. You 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 wouldn't trust Thundercracker to lead anything. Well, Thundercracker is like the second of command of the Air Force. Yeah, and Skywarp. Because is just... you certainly would not trust Skywarp to lead no. it. No, he is bottom of the list. Uh, actually, no. Duh, we forgot. The actual answer is Laserbeak. Or Ravage, yeah. They're they've got their shit together. Yeah. Uh, uh Laserbeak <laughs> leads with an iron beak. Mm-hmm. Chass, I love this one. Chassis says, can you give us some of the other Cassetticons that didn't quite make the cut for Soundwave's main crew? Parentheses, make some funny guys up. Which is funny, because there are quite a few, like, cassette guys that literally never appear in the show. Uh, there's, like, Overkill, Beast Box, Squawk Talk, just some real fucking no-name guys. Um, but we gotta make up some new guys. What if he had a Cassetticon who was a Roomba and his name was Suckjob? Moving on to the next question. <laughs> well, you want to play the space? No, I'm not going to come play with you here. <laughs> <laughs> Why um, would that possibly be? I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm trying. Mostly, I think uh, most of them are like. Just An- animals, animals or little guys, but we don't need more little guys. Our little guy quotient is, is yeah, we're is good well on the little guys. So I'm trying to think of like what other animals I think would it's be like, like evil. Intro- it's like a sinister animal because you got like condors and jaguars. Oh, you know what? There should be there should be um, like an orca or something. There should be something that goes in the water, and orcas are genuinely evil. Orca, shark, something threatening. Can you get a snake in there? I want to see how you turn a cassette into a snake. Like Maybe a there should be one that like turns into like a Komodo dragon or something. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah just make up some more animals to turn into into tapes. That'll, that'll usually work out. 
But the twist on all of these is that they're all sentient. Yes. That's what makes them fucked up little guys. Aurora number one Ravage Enjoyer asks, what other household object Transformers could have unique gimmicks like our dear friend Soundwave? So, you know, obviously the gimmick of Soundwave is that he's a tape deck and all the tapes are guys. So... And also that he's like the communications officer and like yeah. a telepath. So let's see. I mean, we also have Reflector, who's a I mean, camera. I'm thinking sort of like the Rotom sweep, sweep yeah. of uh, of appliances. So I think you have like, a, a, you know, a microwave that irradiates someone. A washing machine that you toss someone in there and torture them for a while. Well, no, but like, or a washing machine that, like, like Beachcomber has, like, a water jet. Yeah, you know, a lawnmower that cuts things, just destroys you, just annihilates you with yeah. deadly blades. <laughs> um, things like that. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's all the Rotoms, a refrigerator that's used for cold storage, or that could like freeze someone. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what i think yeah also how long will it take for them to from aurora how long will it take for them to make a sound wave anime girl figure with massive badonka honkaroos i think probably not far behind yeah i mean he's a major he's one of the major g1 characters so like if they're doing megatron bumblebee optimus and starscream like my guess is is like on that list yeah, my guess is that like it's going to be Soundwave and Prowl next. Imagine how big Anime Girl Shockwave's titties are going to be. They're not going to do Shockwave just because it would be they couldn't make a, a figure stable <laughs> enough. It would just fall over. <laughs> you could use they can't as, do it. They could you could use her like a shelf. Uh, it would sock. need to be one of those. It would it would be like one of those um, noodle cup thing you know what i said but instead of the legs it's the tits <laughs> yeah God. you're picking up what i'm putting down i am picking up what you're putting down <laughs> uh from Sawwitch, um who in g1 could you beat in a fight pure feeling for this no logic just beatings cliff i mean based jumper. on his performer here cliff jumper <laughs> fucking cute nothing but l's super overconfident easy easy either that or um rumble just because we're the same size like it would be the most also, Probably. Rumble's not very bright. No, I could trick him into, like, falling off a cliff, probably. Yeah. Electric Gaunt asks, what song would you Huffer. use? Huffer. I could probably beat Huffer. Oh, God. Yeah, he'd just, he just give up, like, halfway through and complain that you're beating Yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Electric Gaunt asks, what song would you use for a Starscream AMV slash edit? Or do you have any Transformers AMV slash edits Rex? I mean, Starscream would have to be some kind of, like, Marina song, right? <laughs> oh, right. trust me, Bubblegum Bitch <laughs> has yeah. been used for Starscream edits Absolutely. before and will be used again. Um, and Prima Donna. Mm-hmm. All, all of that. Ba- basically, all of Electra, the album Electra Heart. Any of that could be Starscream, pretty much. Yeah. Was Ex- Lonely Hearts Club on that one? I think it no, was. I don't think it was. Was it? It was no. on the other. Okay. All of them except the end, the track at the end that's about like healing and getting better and being a better person. You can't use that one. That's not true. Yeah. Oh no. I'm gonna live. I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There he is. Yeah. Just uh. Do you have any wrecks for Transformers AMVs? You seem I have like you one. Know. I have one wreck for Prime, and it is thirty seconds to Mars. This is war, but it's really well edited. <laughs> Look, everything. It's every, really, 
it's really not, well edited. It's not a real fandom unless it has a 30 seconds to Mars. This is War AMV. That's the rules. Yeah. Ajax asks. Um, which... And I guess it doesn't, sorry, it doesn't really count as, well, it does count as edits. Dr. Smooth videos. <laughs> yeah. Watch it. Watch the doctor. I'm going to air, once we run out of movies, I'm going to air the Dr. Smooth videos because I, I assume by, well, maybe not. Um, uh, we, we have to get through season two of G1 before I can air most of them because most of them are parodies of the really fucked up episodes. Yeah. Um, but, uh. Yeah, watch the Doctor Smooth videos. They're great. Ajax asks, which Transformer in the history of Transformers has the best ass? Hmm. Huh. Hmm. I I mean, my my instinct is to say Drift. Or Rodimus. Well, my instinct is to say Drift because you don't get thighs that powerful without an ass to go with it. That's true. He's always wearing, he's, he's got like a can't really see it it's all often obscured by his like uh sword sheaths and his kind of it's got like a sort of uh hey, re- remember how jero he said he rented out his thighs <laughs> i remember that i do so yeah actually yeah it's probably drift drifts always drift never drift is the there. only one who's like canonly a sex worker at any point outstanding uh, and finally, Robinus Prime asks, you mentioned last week that Roller is just Optimus' pet. What other non-sentient little guys are Cybertronian pets? Well, we know of one, sort of, in a dark... Teletran one? No, I was thinking more of an ID- of a certain IDW pet. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> That's... <laughs> that, one's, that one's a little different, though. <laughs> That's... Uh, yeah. That one's That's... a little different. That's a little different. <laughs> It'd be like Jesus, Nero. It'd be like drones. It'd be like, you'd, you'd like cyber, like G one pets would be like little drones. I mean, yeah. So there are like there are like canon wild animals. There's like turbo Mecha foxes. Animals. And all turbo that foxes shit. is like the most well known. Um, there's also something. It's like a rataraats or something. Right. It, it's like you know there, there's something like that. So like there are these things that exist canonly on cybertron so presumably what a what actual animal is like a mecha wolf that the pet is i think it might be a turbo fox it might be a turbo fox i feel like it was like a wolf but it's it like anyway that's wolfish. you know um we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> uh one thing about roller though that's interesting that it's... Yeah, anyone who's confused about what we're talking about just read the comics read, like read this comics. is too big of a spoiler this is too yeah. big of a spoiler for us to it's, it's a very to norm- talk about it's a real normal situation don't even worry about it um so one thing about roller actually is that he's not technically a pet the thing that's really fucked up about g1 roller that according to some, like, I think to Optimus's original tech specs and also a few other things, Roller, his main body, and the trailer are all, like, linked to his nervous system. Like, they're all parts of him. And if any of them gets damaged, he feels it. Those are his hooves, you bitch. Those are, those are his hooves. And finally, Robinus Prime asks, is Robot War Cybertronian cockfighting? Yes. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Prowl's been trying to crack and it down rules. on it, but uh, you know. And Swindles, Swindles making bank. He's making so much money. He he is he has the best like 
rob like fucking battle robot, and he pretends he like he pretends that it's brawls. He pretends that it's someone else's, so he bets on it and gets all the money. Kaoni and gladiatorial pits are out. <laughs> robot wars are in. Look, they they wanted to outlaw the blood sport. Fine, but we gotta have something. Come on, bread and circuses. God damn it! That's right. That'll be it for this week's episode of Prime Cuts. I'm Nero. You can follow me on Twitter at DragonSmoocher. You can find my various other projects in various other places, such as the comprehensive Final Fantasy XIV podcast to do with my friend Jane, Radio Free Heidelin. We are almost done with uh, the, the initial story of A Realm Reborn. We're like two weeks away from that, so hey. If you wanted to start listening, now is probably the time. Uh, that is at Heidland Radio. I also did a show about She-Ra with her. Uh, that is called The Podcast of Power, at Podcast of Power. And I am also on Disney Minus, at Disney Minus Pod, talking about all of the slop the mouse serves up for us. This week, my pick, we're watching Ratatouille. That's a good one. It's a good one. I wanted to rewatch it. I remember, I remember liking it. Yeah, no, it holds up, I would say. Yeah. I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr, Twitter, and co-host at Optimum on Prime, though there's nothing on that uh, third one yet. Um, and who knows? Twitter might survive. Maybe. Um, if they get a new CEO, like he said he was going to do today. Um, so, uh, yeah. At uh, Optimum on Prime, that's my funny robot internet joke. You can also listen to the other podcast I do uh, called Pot of Greed. You can find that at Pot of Greedcast on Twitter. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh! We are... the three two episodes away from finishing gx um insane insane um i've also been cast uh in an upcoming pilot of a new audio drama um that i can't talk about more right at the moment um but I am very excited to be part of this project, and uh, I really look forward to sharing more updates about it uh, as that develops. Um, you can find this show and many of the other shows Nero and I mentioned at the Noise Space Network. Um, again, lots of new stuff on there. Sounds about light. Um, the Chainsaw Man one. The Dog Sanctuary. <laughs> uh, I have to look that up. Um, Doctor Hunt. This Nero. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Hunt, yeah. Um, one second. Uh, why am I like this? Every time I say I'm going to look these up before I do this, um, and then I never do. <sighs> Doc yeah, so we said Dr. Hunt. We said Sounds About Light. Um, and then there's also, uh, there we go, Gay Friends Chainsaw Dog Sanctuary. Um, those are sort of three new ones. Um Lots of other good stuff there as well. Uh, give it give it a listen. And um, if you like what we do, you should join our Discord, which you can find in the link on uh, our bio on Twitter and in the description of this episode. Um, I think that's it from us. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. So until next time, I am going to... <sighs> um oh geez again uh, uh until next time i'm i'm going to offer to find a solution to something and be uh shut down causing me to immediately transform and roll out 
I am going to punch Megatron in the dick and instantly be uh, shot into the vast void of space as part of a unsanctioned space bridge test. Peach. Peach. The Transformers, more than meets the eye. Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. The Transformers, robots in disguise. The Transformers, more than meets the eye. The Transformers. Yeah.